0: that's Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: Welcome to Life Transformation Radio. This show is all about life transformations and our journey from where we were to why we are doing
0: what we are doing today. We will discuss the hiccups, the roller coasters,
1: and the blood, sweat, and tears that has been poured out while discovering our purpose. It is all about our transformations. Here's your host, Sean Douglas.
0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to another episode of Life Transformation Radio. I'm super pumped to come to you live today with my amazing on episode 400. Super excited, super pumped. This show has been going live since February of 2017, and we just hit episode 400. So I want to personally thank all of the listeners, all of the guests that I've had on the show. This is a huge milestone. So thank you. Thank you. I am your host, Master Resilience Implementer, TEDx Speaker, business positioning strategist, and international best-selling author, Sean Douglas. This show is currently in 90 countries. So whether it's your first time joining us or you've been listening to us for some time, I want to thank you to those who are listening from around the world. Life Transformation re- Radio is all about our transformation. Here, we tell the stories of why we're doing, highlighting that transformational moment that changed our lives, and how we begin to then transform others and elevate their lives as well. You can listen to us live, live right here on the Blog Talk Radio Network Tuesday through Friday, five thirty p.m. time. You can also join our Facebook group, Life Transformation Radio. And never miss an episode by subscribing where you listen to podcasts. Life Transformation Radio is heard on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, Player FM, Radio Public, Overcast, CastBox, Himalaya App, Google Cast, and we're available on Pandora. And also subscribe to our channel, Life Transformation Radio. On the show, my guest entrepreneurs, Speakers, business owners, coaches, podcasters, authors, amazing things that are impacting the world around them. And my guest today has done exactly that. If you have any questions for any of the guests that I bring on the show during our live broadcast, go ahead and call all at 657-383-1109. Again, the number is 657-383-1109. And with that, please welcome to the show my guest for today. Nick Lechner. Nick, welcome
1: to Life Transformation Radio. Hey, thank you very much, Sean. I really appreciate you being uh, uh, inviting me to the show, and I appreciate being here. I'm super excited, just the same as you are, to talk about my platform today.
0: Awesome, man. And, and again, honored to have you on the show. We're going to talk about something that I'm deeply passionate about in having a powerful speaking presentation and I'm excited to learn, learn more about your platform, what you've created, and how you're helping speakers. Because a lot of what is the speaker's holdback or the, the kryptonite of the speakers is the fear of the stage. And that's something that we're going to address this episode. The title of this episode is Leapfrogging Success for Powerful Speaking Presentations with Nick Lechner. He is an author. Author, speaker, and founder of a revolutionary platform called Leapfrogging Success for powerful speaking presentations. Always having been an introverted, reserved, deep thinker, and plagued with intense anxiety of public speaking his whole life, he decided to change everything and teach anxious, analytical introverts like himself to be, become powerful speakers. Nick developed a framework called the Leaps Method, which he, in learning courses, Live and virtual workshops, books, blog articles, videos, and personalized one-to-one coaching. The LEAPS method is a fresh, innovative system to deliver powerful presentations and speeches for those who need it most. It was designed to make public speaking and presentation skills more accessible and easier to get started, which helps eliminate intense fear, anxiety, doubt, and limiting beliefs. Nick Lechner can take you to levels of speaking and presentation excellence that you never thought was possible before. His website, LeapFroggingSuccess.com, is, are right there, LeapFroggingSuccessAcademy.Thinkific.com. Check out links below in the show notes. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Amazon, Pinterest, LinkedIn, Medium, the guys crushing it on every social media platform that you are a part of. Click on those send him a friend request letting him know that you listened to this episode of life transformation radio. If it's not hyperlinked, go ahead and copy and paste that link into your browser and check out what he's doing. With all that said, man, I'm, I'm so pumped to ask you this first question. Your why, why do you do what you do? Is it the anxiety? Is the exactly what we read about where, you know, the fear gets to you.
1: What is your deep why for what you do? Well, thanks, Sean. That's a great question. And let me start by saying that it's all those things that you mentioned. So I have, I've always had a really deep fear of public speaking all my life. And I, I decided to change all that at the age of 48. I know that's a very late age in life to begin something that you never really mm-hmm. were tried before or were good at, and I wasn't. Really? I've failed over and over again, countless times throughout my whole life with basically just communication skills in general. And that translated over to public speaking presentations, whether in school or at, at the corporate job or wherever it was. I just failed in communication skills over and over again my whole life. And here's what the, here's basically why I changed my life. At the age of I, I was about five years ago. So at the age of 47, my mother died of Alzheimer's disease and she was the last to go in my family. My father died 20 years ago and my mom was five years ago. And at that point, I felt so alone because both my parents were gone. And I, if you want to go way, way back, I uh, had a lot of family dysfunction problems as I grew up and I was living with an alcoholic father my whole life. And there was a lot of, pain and suffering and you know emotional and abuse and physical abuse and, and lots of really bad behaviors that we that my brothers and sisters and I all had to get through when we were young and that kind of contributed to my lack of confidence my my inability to communicate and express myself properly and as i grew i became stronger and stronger it just happened a lot later in life but it, that was a cathartic moment when my mother died that I decided I have to change this one thing about my life that always plagued me. Right. And so I decided at that point, I was going to change my life and I decided to join Toastmasters. Now, for those of you who don't know what Toastmasters is, it's an international organization designed to help you with public speaking and presentation skills and as well as leadership skills. And I was definitely lacking in that department. And it was really, really difficult to try to do that. But within months, I had overcome so much fear and gained so much confidence. And from there, spawned this platform that I now currently have with my own flavor, my own spin. And I geared it towards this three-part demographic that I discovered uh, in working in information technology for about 25 years. And that is the anxious analytical introvert. So n- one of the... Uh, all three of these, I guess, if you want to say, uh, personality characteristics don't necessarily cause one or the other. They're just kind of all there. I kind of identified this one personality that was basically my own personality as three parts, an anxious, analytical, introvert. And I, this gave this type, personality type a real, whole lot of trouble tra- translating their messages into things that uh, could be accessible to the public. And so I created this platform uh, to, number one, help myself and then also help every person who was like me, who was like an engineer or a type or a, a programmer or a developer type in information technology or accountants or people who were highly pragmatic, highly analytical or highly technical, but had trouble communicating and, and getting uh, over the fear of public speaking. That's really what this whole platform is all about.
0: When you which I think is absolutely incredible
1: when you talk about somebody
0: who is analytical, can you expand on that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So an analytical person will mostly work by themselves because they are highly logical or pragmatic and the, the there's a fear of being creative or the, they use most mm-hmm. of their left side brain and not their right side creative brain. And mm-hmm. it's really just a, Part of their personality. So I've also kind of equated it to if you were to follow Myers-Briggs personality type indicator, it's really about yep. an, uh, an INTP or INTJ personality, which is highly logical and pragmatic. And they have a lot of trouble communicating what it is they're trying to achieve. So they can't really translate their technical, you know, their technical babble or their analytical speech into something that lay people could understand. And so there's a lot, mm-hmm. there's a barrier there. And so my program is designed to take that, the, all the wonderful things that an INTP or INTJ or a highly analytical or technical person has, they have a wonderful personality. It's just, they're really, it's really difficult for them to express how they feel about things and how to express how to educate people on what they know. And that was my, that was my crux mm-hmm. right there. I had to bridge that gap there was a, It was a highly underserved population, I felt, because I was part of that population. And there wasn't a program out there like it, serving this kind of demographic. And so I worked with these people for over 25 years, and I kept seeing the same things over and over again. And I thought, hey, this is a niche market that really needs to be served. And so if I can get people, I, my mission now is to actually reach every single analytical, technical person in the world. And if they have always had the fear of public speaking to translate their messages, to reach them and let them know that my program exists.
0: Got it. Yeah, I hear that a lot. Like he's an analytical person or, you know, I'm kind of an analytical type, you know, whatever. And some people have, I mean, yeah, I think you nailed it. More than I've heard, I've heard people come up with the various degrees of definitions for that. Being a pragmatic person. Yeah. I, so I'm Myers-Briggs certified and uh, did it, got it, you know, while I was in the military and it, it, it's almost like once you get it, you're like, I wonder what that person is. And I wonder what that, person is. <laughs> like you start analyzing right. people. And I, and I noticed that some of the introverts are some of the smartest people. That, that I've come across. Not to say that extroverted people aren't smart. It's just to say that they're 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 intelligent people. There are a lot of intelligent people with a fear of saying something that then makes them look like they're not so intelligent. That's the perception right. that I have. Whenever I've met somebody like like they know they're smart. They're super smart. They read books and they're always logical and, and, and consuming knowledge and everything. And then they're, with a community,
1: they don't want to look dumb in front of people. But like that fear alone right,
0: makes them an introverted person.
1: The, I think you hit the nail right on the head there. It's number one, the fear of judgment. And I think number two is they're highly misunderstood. So what is the first thing that mm-hmm. if you meet a highly introverted person who recharges by being alone, and they really kind of they dread being in public or with high high visibility or, or in the like crowds. The first thing they'll do, they'll do is try to become a wallflower and they'll just people watch. And they're highly misunderstood. They'll be called things, and I've been called these things myself, arrogant, uh, full of themselves, conceited, mm-hmm. uh, distant, aloof, you know, really negative terms. And... One book that really that I read a long time ago, as well, it wasn't too long ago, it was 2012 when it was released, was a book by Susan Cain called The Quiet Revolution. And what she did is she aired out the whole big thing, the stigma of introversion and how introverts are so highly misunderstood and that they are brilliant, caring, loving people. They just really sometimes don't know how to express themselves. And they're so misunderstood that they will get passed over they will lose their opportunities they won't get hired for jobs or promoted for positions that they're they're really highly educated for or fit for because they they miss their opportunities and it's for various reasons we were we were um, she she also mentioned that we are going along in an extroverted world so if you don't if you can't keep up with the extroverted world then there's you know there's this stigma that there's something wrong with you, and that's completely wrong. I'm kind of piggybacking off that in a, in a way, but this has to do with this platform has to do with the leaps method. It's it's called the leaps method for a reason. Mm-hmm. I have a five uh, a five step or five module plan, which is uh, it really leaps as an acronym for going through the five modules, and it goes from learn, enhance arrange, produce, and speak. And anybody who takes my course, and I'm actually running a live workshop right now, they, they know right now what those stand for, and I, it's going brilliantly. I, I'm in the middle of a workshop, and uh, it's in three sessions, and my students are loving it.
0: Awesome. Very, very cool. Well, the whole focus of the show is about that transformational moment path. We think we're on the right path. And then something in life happens, which gives us a 180 or a 90 degree or something. So what was that for you? What is a transformational moment where you went from right. introvert to what you're doing now? What was that moment that transformed and your life to put you on the path to what you're doing today?
1: Right. So I did allude to that a little bit when I was speaking before it. I didn't quite finish my thought on it. So here it is, really, in a nutshell. Is that remember that cathartic moment I was telling you about where my mother died? And mm-hmm. I had to change that part about my personality that I was so afraid of expressing myself in public in front of any number, you know, any number of people, an audience, because I failed at it so many times. And I wanted to change that about myself. But here was the crux right there. It is it was this i wanted to speak about okay. all of the dysfunction and alcoholism and bad behaviors and all of the like vicious circle um thing that were going on in my childhood i wanted to go out and i wanted to speak about it to mental health groups and i wanted to speak to addiction groups and speak from my, from my perspective. And if I could reach at least one person and tell them that, they're, that if they're going through the same things, that they're not alone. And it worked. But I had to become familiar with speaking and doing it in a way that was true to myself with my own style, but without the fear of actually getting up and bombing at speaking. So I had to train myself to undo a whole bunch of awful behaviors like you know, the ahs and ums of speaking and being able oh, to effectively. Yeah. I mean, it's all those things that when you learn how to speak well, you know, Toastmasters is one program you can use. You can do Dale Carnegie speaking. You can go to a speech class at a university. You can train yourself with any number of programs. Mine just happens to yep. be geared towards anxious analytical introverts to do all that work, it takes a lot of time and it took months and months and months. And, and like I said, this happened over five years ago. So I've had five years of training already and it's now like a second nature to me. I mean, I, it's just comfortable as me putting on a suit of clothes is getting up in front of an audience to speak mm-hmm. and I, I could actually get to that level. But the thing is I had to train myself to do, to get rid of all those bad behaviors in speaking and be able to do it correctly and effectively. So with power, and that's where power, the Powerful Speaking platform comes in. It's not just speaking well. It's going beyond that and turning yourself into you know, a non-speaker or an average speaker into a extremely powerful speaker with impact. And that comes with a lot mm-hmm. of training and hand-holding. So I'm, I'm really, really helpful with people. Once people get to know me, and that's the hard part about having a platform and you're putting yourself there on the internet there's that trust level. They don't know you yet. So they don't know how helpful you are until you actually sit down with people one by one and you prove to them, Hey, I'm here for you when you need me. And that's what, that's, what's really been successful about this platform, the courses, the workshops, the coaching, the videos, everything. It's letting them know I'm here for you when you need me and I'm not going to leave you when you need me most. And these people have really, uh, this population has a very high trust level uh, barrier. And that's exactly what I had. I had a very high trust level barrier. I was, it, it, I had trouble letting people in, even in Toastmasters. You know, I, I, the first time I tried to give a speech, my knees were knocking and I was shaking, my voice was quivering, and I wanted to throw up or run out of the room or both at the time. So mm-hmm. those are some very powerful triggers that a person who is mm-hmm. so scared of it they just have to go through that in order to get to the next level and the next level and the next level. Yep. There's no easy way around yep. it. And they say it gets easier every time.
0: Uh, I, I don't think so. <laughs> I've, I mean, I got 10, 000, over 10,000 hours of speaking time between being a drill instructor in the Air Force, teaching drill classes, teaching dorm classes, teaching regular classes, like literally teaching 18 year old kids about STDs. And then turning yeah. around the next class and teaching it about self-aid and buddy care. And then the next class would be like the UCMJ. I mean, literally for four years, I've had well over, you know, 4,000 hours of, of instruction, classroom, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, various of uh, instruction. And then from 2013 to now, I've just accrued so many hours. Um, you know, we, I used to work for a, for a professional seminar company. And I do eight hours of instruction like three days a week for months, mm-hmm. you know. like yeah, I get, you know, 40 hours a week of, I get 40 hours a week of, uh, of, of instruction. I did this for, for a long time. So I've got, you know, I, I, I just tracking everything. I'm just over, you know, I think 11 or almost 12,000 hours, but even now I get up on stage, even now, right before it's right before I know when the moment's coming, yep. I know it. It's when I walk up to that stair and I put my hand on the railing, and all of a sudden my heart starts beating fast. My legs get weak. My palms get sweaty. I'm like, oh, you think this stuff will go away? It doesn't go away. Every, it's like the, I swear, speaking is like the first time every time. <laughs> it's like yeah. the first time every time. So I have an affirmation. I say an affirmation. Yep. And then what I've learned is to restructure the way I feel about that moment. Huh. I'm not nervous, I'm excited. They're not going to judge me. They're going to listen to me. I'm not going to make a mistake because if I do, I know how to fix it. So literally, right. there's no reason why I should freak out. Mm-hmm. I got this. And so I just changed the way I think about it. People get right? yep. up there like, oh, I'm so nervous. I'm like, you're not nervous. You're excited. Be excited for this moment. And it's almost a calming yeah. When you walk up on stage, it's almost a calming because you're like, okay, I'm not. No, I am. I am excited. I am totally excited. I'm just kind of scared. I'm scared. I'm not scared. I'm vigilant. Like just reframe right. how you think you're feeling. Relabel it. And I'm telling you, the speakers that I coach one on one, that's something we mm-hmm. go through. I'm like, how do you feel when you get on stage? Oh, I love it when I'm done. I'm like, I bet you do. How do you feel when you first get up there? <gasps> oh, they're staring yeah. at me. <laughs> I got to make a joke and like, right. When we first create their, their presentation, and this is something I really want to dig in. When we first create somebody's presentation, what we do is we put a joke right in the beginning, immediately in the beginning, no audience member who, who has a heart or breath is sitting there hoping you fail. I, mean, I hope the speaker sucks. Oh man. Please let them bomb. Please let this, Speaker suck. Like no one's like someone with a heart is not doing that. They're rooting <laughs> right. for you. They want right. you to do good. They're cheering you on. They're like, come on, you've got this. thing. Even if they're like, Oh my God, this guy sucks. Like they're like, come on. Like, like they want you to do good. They right. want to get some information and get some content. So what we do is we put a joke in the, in the beginning. And one of the jokes that we say is let's say that for me, I'm going to talk about podcasting. I would say, raise your hands and I would demonstrate it. Raise your hand if you own a podcast, awesome, awesome. Put them down, and I would put my hand down. Mm-hmm. And then I'd say, raise your hand if you think your podcast is absolutely brilliant and amazing, and you're happy with the amount of downloads you have, and you wouldn't change a thing. R- raise your hand. Right? And then that that gets the people like thinking, like, what would I change? Okay, good, awesome. Put them mm-hmm. down. I put my hand down. And then I put my hand up again, and I say, raise your hand. Um, yeah, so raise your hand at this, raise your hand, you know, for the second one. And then and then I raise my hand and I say, who's not going to raise their hand no matter what I say? And then all of the other people who haven't raised their hand yet raise their hand. And I got people <laughs> yeah. laughing and they're like, oh, my God, that's clever. Like, Beautiful. who's not going to raise their hand no matter what I say? Right? So it, it gives you the opportunity to make a joke right off the bat in the first 15 to 20 seconds. Yep, It calms you down Great. because people laughed at it. And it's mm-hmm. going to kill every time. I don't care what you do. I don't care what you say. It's going to, it, people are going to laugh.
1: It's gonna going to break the are going to laugh.
0: And then at the end, immediately. 100%. At the end, I have another icebreaker. At the end, uh, I look at, you know, because I already know what, how much my time I'm going to have. At the end, I'll say, hey guys, listen, I got to close, which doesn't mean anything, but it gives the event planner hope that I'm almost done. And everyone's like, ah. Yeah. And you look at the event planner. <laughs> Self-deprecating humor. <laughs> like, ah. There you Everybody go. Knows. <laughs> hmm? Everybody human. knows. Self-deprecating humor. The event planner's like, oh, God. Five minutes to go. He's still not done. Oh, my God. And you know, know there's another speaker behind you. He's freaking out. She's freaking out. The crowd's yeah. like, oh, it's been almost an hour. Like, they're freaking out. Like, how much longer? Right? So, number one, you're triggering the audience to say, oh, he's done. Got it. Most speakers... 99.9 to the 10th power go oh, my content Ha-ha, my content, my this, my this, my... thank you so much and I, mm-hmm. oh, he's done clap, clap,
1: oh, clap right, is that way, I, any way to, I t- to finish a conversation or c- finish a presentation, no, because no. there's no power statement at the end no. exactly,
0: so what I do is I trigger that, hey guys listen, I gotta close, which doesn't mean anything, but it gives the event planner hope that I'm almost done like ah, oh, that's funny. So I dig on that person. I dig on me too. And then the crowd's like, oh, that's clever. That's funny. And again, hundred percent kills every time. And I say, listen, I gotta close. Here's my message, and literally give them the power or statement. Right, my message for you mm-hmm. in all of this is, if you don't listen to
1: anything, it's this. Boom, and deliver something emotional.
0: Deliver something powerful,
1: and. Yeah, you touched on so many great things there, Sean, and I uh, really agree with that. Uh, the power statement at the end is beautiful. Uh, callbacks work really good, too, but you've touched on so many great things. Uh, humor, and uh, what you did was you tried to set them up. You set them up for something they would expect, and then you put a twist on it right at the end. And that's some of the greatest storytelling has twists in the ending, before, you, and you never see it coming, Right. So it surprised them. You have it gave them an element of surprise that they weren't expecting. That's very that's very effective. And I'm going to actually take that to heart uh, once I leave this conversation. So uh, I'm definitely I'm taking take notes it. as definitely. we're talking. <laughs> yes. Definitely. but I do appreciate definitely all the great tips.
0: That. try it in your next presentation. See what happens. Like who's that, You kind of got to do it live. You can't really do it like. Oh, I right. guess you can do it on Zoom if you're like, okay, this person has their hand up. This person has their hand up. Outstanding awesome who's that I, mean, I, I never tried it on zoom because i don't want it to like fail <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? right. so but like in a live audience
1: it is hilarious
0: it is super funny and hilarious so yeah definitely yeah, take and it.
1: touching and touching on that thought too it is unfortunate that because of the pandemic that we've had to put live presentations on the on a sidebar for now and it is mm-hmm. it, the next best thing we can do is just do Zoom or virtual conferencing, and that has been effective, and it's actually been uh, a vehicle for me to actually start my first virtual workshop, which, uh, like I said, was, is in the process right now, and I'm actually doing it with my students. Um, we're just in, in uh, intermission right now. We're doing one-week intervals. So we do two hours, one week, and then we come back the next week uh, on the same weekday do two more hours, and then we wrap it up with another two-hour session. So it's six hours total, and it's a span between three oh. weeks, which gives them more. It gives them time to learn lessons, absorb what they've learned, work on a workbook, and then uh, come back to the session fresh and ready and give mm-hmm. feedback, I mean, uh, not feedback, but just give input as to what they're working on, and we all work as a group to make sure that they are not falling behind and they're succeeding in their project. And then at the end, we all wrap it up and have them give them a, a final project performance. And, and and it's not the same on Zoom, but it's good enough for now. And um, mm-hmm. maybe a blessing in, in disguise is that maybe they're not ready to stand up in front of a group of people yet. And this may be exactly what they need. But I'm actually missing the crowds because I haven't been in front of a live audience since February. And if you want to talk collectively about how many people that I've been in front of for the last four or five years, it's been a, it's been in the thousands. I just haven't really calculated exactly what the number is, but I know mm-hmm. you can speak to that level and you can speak to it from a level of doing a TEDx talk, which I think is brilliant because yes. uh, isn't that uh, the dream of every speaker to be able to get it in front of a TEDx that's, audience.
0: That's the super bowl of speaking. I mean, literally, that's the super bowl of speaking. When I first started, my speaker career, which which was in about 2015, like how do I become a like what's a motivational speaker? How do I do it? I was listening to Tony Robbins. I was listening to um, right. uh, what's his name? Eric Thomas, which I absolutely love. I think he's powerful. Mm-hmm. I was listening to the speaker Simon Sinek. I was listening to some TEDx talks. I'm like, what is TEDx? I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing this world that I'm coming into because I went from doing a drill instructor job to becoming a master resilience trainer. And I was hosting two-day workshops on how to become resilient, how to withstand, recover, and grow through anxiety, stress, and life-changing demands. Like that's literally what we taught. We taught 11 different skill sets. So I would have a couple other instructors come and we would tag team this thing and we taught, taught some gratitude and goals and um, some mindset and, you know, some uh, just how to become emotionally, spiritually, mentally resilient. And I did this from 2014 to 2019. In 2015, I'm like, man, I like this is a man like I have to do, do this. But this is my dream. So in 2016, I wrote my book and then I said, OK, this is it in five years. I will have a TEDx talk. And so I was watching so many TEDx talks and I wrote my book and then that got out there. And then I said, Oh my gosh. Okay. Now I need to start a podcast because at the end of 2016, we started hearing a lot about podcasts. I was like, what's a podcast? Right. Never heard of that before. I'm like, what's a podcast? Yep. So in 2017 life transformation radio was born. And then I said, you know what? Three years. I'll have a TEDx talk in three years. I'll have a TEDx talk. And I kept saying that I'm going to get a TEDx talk. I'm going to get one in three years. I'm going to get one. I'm going to have a TEDx talk. I told everybody, like, I'm going to be a TEDx speaker. I'm going to do it. And then that year in 2017, in December of 2017, I got my TEDx talk and it was so crazy. I had applied for one and then I found out in, uh, in uh, September, September or October that I had been accepted. And I was like, no way. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is, this is incredible. So, yeah, I, I said, I'm going to do this. And then I, 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 okay, what does it take? How do I apply? What do I going to do? Who do I talk right. to? What do I got to know? And, you know, like they say, man, the rest is history.
1: Yeah, that's brilliant. I love that story. Uh, I'm still working at it. I've applied for a few TEDx talks, but it, right now, you know, obviously, as I was saying, it's not going to be possible unless you do it virtual. And they are they're doing right. TEDx which talks the virtual. Same. It's not the same, right? But yeah, I did a are, few probably. in my area, which is the Wisconsin-Minnesota, um, western mm-hmm. Wisconsin, northeast Minnesota area of the of the United States, and. I got to say, I've probably applied for five of them within the last five years. And for whatever reasons, they don't, you know, you have to follow a theme or, you know, you yep. have to get accepted. Yep. And Same. the competition is fierce. So I maybe ooh, ooh, it's yeah. something I need to work on as far as applying the myself with the right verbiage or making statements in the application process that really hits uh, more of an impact for them. But I'm not going to stop mm-hmm. doing that, and I'm going to still try to, too. But uh, get on a TEDx stage at some point. But it would just make my heart sing if I had a student that went through the Leafs Method program and they got on a TEDx talk. I've had one case mm-hmm. where a person who graduated from the program last January, she was uh, for a Wisconsin State. Uh, some organization, she was picked out of 200 applicants to be a keynote speaker. And it just floored her. Wow. And it floored me because she was struggling before she took this program. And she uh, passed with flying colors. And I was so proud of her. And it just made my heart sing to hear that she got to that level in a very sh- relatively short period of time. And uh, that's what I mm-hmm. want for all the people that go through this program is you can do this. I know you can do it. I, somebody like me, a broken down old man, like me can do it at the, I, I'm now 52. And I, if I can do it for sure, you know, after I've failed all my life with this kind of stuff that I know for a fact that you can do it too. Right.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned a great organization in Toastmasters. Toastmasters will, use their preferred method of the way that you talk. Uh, right. Like in basic training, you have to use, we call it ATOM or ATOM. So it's A-T-O-O-M. So it's attention step, which is, who here has ever watched cops? And you know how they turn to the left and they turn to the right when they're taking yeah. their mug shots? Well, just like that, we have a drill movement that looks kind of like that. I called left face or right face. Who has ever seen a school of fish and they turn really fast one direction or another direction? And they're going straight and then boom, they hang a right or they hang a left really fast. And they keep on going. Well, we have a drill movement kind of like that called right flank or left flank. And literally we would use an attention step. It's to bring them from the known to the unknown. That's the attention step. And then you would say that type of, of we have something like that called like when I make a bet, I'm like, who likes cheeseburgers? Oh, man, I love cheeseburgers. <laughs> I'm talking about the cheeseburgers. So I talk about cheeseburgers, and you would make your bed according to it. Now i got to lay the meat. This is the meat. This is, your, this is your mattress. Now we need to lay the lettuce. This is your sheet. Who likes ketchup? You like ketchup? You like mustard? You like, like relish? Like, what, like what do you want? Cool. We're going to put that on the bed, man. That's going to be your blanket. That's going to be your bun. And then we're going to mm-hmm. put the pillow on there, man. That's going to be like pickle on the side, right? We're going to put your pickle on the side. That's your, that's your, that's your pillow. Well, it's kind of cool and things like that, but the, the trainees get it, right? Mm-hmm. Get it. Right. So, so then you go to your title, right? So you say that, hey, who likes this? Who likes this? Whatever. That, okay, what we're going to talk about is making an event. We're going to talk about this drill movement called this whatever, right? That's your title. Well, today this is what you're going to learn. Then you have an objective. Your objective in this moment is to do whatever you want them to do. The overview that we'll go over is this thing, this thing, this thing, this thing. And then we have a motivation. So you go. Your objective is to make a bed or to do a drill movement and no less than whatever. Or if you're having a formal class, your objective in this class is to observe and pay attention to what you're about to learn, so that you don't go do something ridiculous downtown or you know whatever whatever it is to save you. Like if you're teaching an IED class or whatever, your overview. To- talks about what you're going to talk about, and then your motivation. And you would start this off by – you're probably thinking why you should be motivated about this. Why should I care? Why you need to be motivated about this is because this is going to save your life. This is no joke. This is what saved somebody, or this is what this, or this, or this. but just give them a motivational step, and then you go right into your content. So using the A-T-O-O-M, Toastmasters is kind of similar. They want you to use a certain format, at least the ones that I've attended in North Carolina. They want you to use a certain format.
1: Yes. Yeah, for me, it's the same thing. It's in mean, my area of the country. It's w- going through formalities because they want you to get familiar with the system. And with familiarity mm-hmm. in something that has a structure, uh, you, you get com- a comfort level built up. And that's really what they're after is to get mm-hmm. you a comfort level that you're familiar with. And then all the rest of it will come along with time. So having a supportive atmosphere, that's number one having very highly engaged and supportive people in your club is really highly effective. And this is not, mm-hmm. I mean, what I offer is not exactly a club. It's an alternative and it is a complimentary program to anything that you want to do, whether it's Toastmasters or anything else. It's a, it's a fresh look on the, the, uh, every other way that's been done before, but with a fresh spin on for a specific personality. And even if they're not introverted or analytical. I've had people get plenty of stuff out of this, but I do want to make the distinction between introverted and extrovert. And that is it, you can have, you can be an introverted or extroverted speaker. It doesn't necessarily make you bad or good as far as speaking, but there are, I, I would say that introverts would generally make better speakers because they prepare so much more before they speak. Extroverted speakers have a tendency, and I'm not trying to downplay them. They do have a tendency to mm-hmm. speak off the cuff and what's out of their head. And it's not necessarily a bad thing, but they could be doing all the wrong things and not even know it. And and then nobody's mm-hmm. really telling them that they're doing all the wrong things. So I don't want to make this about personality type or about introversion versus extroversion. Neither one of them are bad. It's just that introverts, I think, can... Give that element of preparation. And once they're prepared, you wind them up and just watch them go. Because if you mm. give them enough confidence and built up and enough stability, they will do amazing things. I've seen it firsthand myself. For sure. Yeah. But that's what I want Absolutely. for every analytical so, speaker out there.
0: Outstanding. If someone is listening right now, I want to become a speaker. How do I become a speaker? How do I get booked? How do I make a powerful presentation? What's the best way for them to get a hold of you and find all this information out?
1: Right. So my website is called leapfrogging success.com, just like how it sounds. And I offer online courses. And those are at Thinkific, leapfrogging success, com. You can also go to my Facebook page and you can just type in leapfrogging success same thing with Twitter, same thing mm-hmm. with Instagram, and Amazon is yep. where my book is. So I wrote my book in 2017, and that is called Leapfrogging Success, Five Simple Steps to Powerful Speaking and Presentations for That's Nerds, awesome. Techies, and Introverts. And then Pinterest <laughs> is a whole bunch of quotes. <laughs> That's great. And That's- yeah, I actually t- named the book back in 2017 as Nerds, Techies, and Introverts, but I massaged the... I tried to make it a little less gitchy and a little more right. flows better with Practi- the anxious analytical, analytical introvert after that. And then you can follow sure. me on LinkedIn as well. Yep. Uh, I'm You can find me at my name, Nick Lechner, and uh, my company name, Leafrogging Success, is also there. And then I uh, mm-hmm. translate all of my blog articles, which are on the website, over to Medium as well. So you can find me at N J Lechner on Medium. Love it. Medium is such a great platform. I love Medium.
0: It is. So many great articles. So like people repurpose podcasts, they repurpose uh, blogs, they repurpose all kinds of different articles. A LinkedIn article, you know, Medium is an absolute great place to go and and really just get some information. Same with Quora. Quora is another one. If you go to Quora, Q U O R A, Quora dot com is kind of like Medium. It's a it's a it's a not really a
1: more it's not a, really a forum. answer, yeah,
0: like, a like a question answer question format. Answers, it's like, and it's not like Reddit. Like nothing's like Reddit.
1: Right? <laughs> <Like>, Red, exactly. <laughs> nothing is
0: like Reddit. But I'm not and, on. You know, Reddit. On Medium, you have kind of like your own. No, but you have like your own channel, right? I mean, you have your own yep. channel, your own area, whatever. People can can see what you're doing and and can read your stuff and and it's great, you know. And a lot of people are on Medium writing articles and utilizing uh, transcriptions to do that. They're doing very well at it. So, yeah, yes, absolutely, man. I agree. And then Pinterest. Uh, I know a lot of people that go to Pinterest, and I'm like, well, Pinterest is for, like, artsy stuff. And they're like, well, well
1: not so it's, much anymore.
0: It's so much Pinterest more is than that. To,
1: what I've yeah. leveraged Pinterest for is to use infographics. So when I create infographics, things that are highly visual yep. but useful, you can post those on Instagram at any size. So infographics fit great on Pinterest.
0: Mm-hmm. Outstanding. Yeah. You still there? Yeah, I'm still here it gave me a notice that we were a minute out. So uh, yeah, man, Pinterest is absolutely amazing for that. I agree. And Instagram, you can definitely get those, uh, get those graphic sizes going. Awesome. So what do we want to give the audience uh, a message, something, what do you want them to know and understand?
1: What I want them to know and understand is that you, if you ever felt like that you could never express yourself because you are either, highly anxious of public speaking or if you're highly introverted or analytical and very deep technical mind that there is a program out there for you and it's called the leaps method from leapfrogging success i'm here for you i'm not going to leave you and i will give an immense benefit to anything that you need so that's my message today and i'm nick lechner and founder of leapfrogging success
0: nathan this has absolutely been an Incredible! Thank you so much for coming on the show, man. This was very, man. This is so—it's it, necessary. There's so many people that I talk to. That are like, I really want to do it, but uh, uh what are people going to say? And what would I talk about? And like, I'm so scared to get up there. And then once they're up there, they love it. They love yeah. being being in there. It's not about spotlight. It's just they have a story. They have a message. And and once they do it, they're like, oh, I'm hooked. Like I want to do this all the time. So I really yeah. appreciate. Coming on, on the show, you have an amazing, amazing process to get those people from the shadows, really, to
1: stepping fully
0: into something that they would absolutely love to do.
1: Yeah, I agree. Thank you so much, Sean. I appreciate it so much. You're welcome. You're welcome.
0: Life Transformation Radio listeners, an amazing guest impacting the world around him in the speaking industry, in life. If you are someone who has an intense anxiety of public speaking, if you are introverted, reserved, and a deep thinker, if you are someone who he described in the description of who he serves, please reach out to him. Go to the website, leapfroggingsuccess.com. Check out his courses. Go to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn. He's all there. Check out his book on Amazon. Get in touch with him. Send them a friend request, letting them know that you listened to our episode of Life Transformation Radio. Be sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Life Transformation Radio. As I close this show, I always say live your brand. Find opportunities every day to live out the core values that you hold deep in your heart. And I call this living your brand. So until next episode, live a great life.
1: 18- plus.